0: Hey, Don here. Welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Uh, You get to see me. Usually I'm not in in the Westboro office. Today I am, so there might be a little bit of a difference in the audio and the video in this uh, podcast. But uh, what I want to go over today is how you can save time uh, using patient presentations. This is something that I've talked uh, over the years many times, and it's really my ultimate type of efficiency in the practice. Uh, If you want, I'm going to be going over a um, a masterclass on efficiency coming up. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to podiatrypracticemastery.com. And then uh, in the coaching section, there's going to be a a masterclass. The plan is to do about one a month. Um, I'm kind of a structured person. So one, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, and, and this next one is going to be on efficiency. We're going to talk a little bit about patient presentations, but other ways to be more efficient in the private office. So what my my thesis here is that patient presentations can save you time and help give you better care for your patients while increasing your profit. That's what it's done. And uh, what I'm going to really go over today, I want to go over why a presentation is the best way to treat patients. I'm going to go over how to easily design your presentation or use one of mine, uh, how you can share your presentation in the treatment room and how you can increase revenue specifically with your, your presentation. So let's get into it. Why are presentations the best way to treat patients? Um, you might think this is a little presumptuous, uh, especially you've never heard of patient presentations, but you may have heard of something called a patient protocol or a canned explanation. And that's how I started out. Um, when When I was starting, I learned how other People did things. I got their canned spiels, How they explained things. How they presented things to the patient, and and many times we have our own protocols, but they might be uh, inside of our own head on how we do things, and uh, when we when we do these things, we may or may not be explicit in the in the way that we're doing them. Okay, meaning. It might be something that you treat uh, one time for one patient one way and another time for another patient another way. So there's there's different ways of doing that. Um, I think that using a presentation or something that you can, you can physically show to a patient works a lot better. Um, if you've been doing this a couple of years, you probably have a couple under your belt. If you've been practicing for many years, you probably have many ways of explaining it. Um, some of these explanations um, can be facilitated. This is my opinion. With using something called a PowerPoint or I specifically like Google slides. Um, I think the the presentation actually frees me up to be more creative. Some people think there's restrictions in, in doing a, a presentation the same way every time it actually frees me up I think to go over the basis so I don't forget anything and so I don't skip anything. Um, many times I, I think we're we are always in a rush going from one patient to another and uh, by doing that, you tend to modify your your presentation to your patient based on how much time you have and how many minutes you're behind. If you're 20 or 30 minutes behind, you might go in there and say, okay, you need a, you need a cortisone injection and that's it, just trying to get in and out. Whereas if you have more time, you're going to be more comprehensive. Um, some of the common slides I think you should have are a cover slide. So basically a cover slide is just the name of the condition that you're treating. Each slide deck should have one, one condition. So for example, plantar fasciitis is one. Um, the next slide I think is very important. It's called a question slide. These are some of the questions that we we usually go over in our physical exam, like how long you've had the symptoms, what treatments have you tried? But there are a couple of other treatments, uh, slides, or questions that we can ask that I think are very valuable to our to our patients, like what are some of the things you can't do as a result of your pain? And it's taken me a while to learn how to do these questions because they're not the most comfortable, but I think they're the ones that really help patients to be motivated to get better. So what are some of the things that you can't do as a result of your heel pain? For example, Uh, I had a patient today, they said they couldn't uh, go for walks and they were wanting to lose weight. So that was something they wanted to do. Uh, What would you like to do when you're pain-free? Most likely they're gonna to wanna to do those things and other things, and then uh, talk about how that would make them feel. I know this is kind of, a, I would kind of a dorky question, how does this make you feel? But patients, they have to connect to the why they wanna get better for them to take your advice. If, we, if we're if we not able to really connect, if, if we say, well, you have heel pain, you need to do this and this and this, they're not gonna to listen to as much as if it comes from their own mouth. Uh, another slide that's real important is called an explanation slide. And this is a slide that's gonna go over the anatomy and the cause of the condition. Uh, and then I like an imaging slide. And this is a slide that goes over what type of imaging, maybe an x-ray, an ultrasound, an MRI, and helps to show the type of imaging you're going to do. And then my favorite slide, I couldn't live without, is called a treatment side slide, or I call it a, a treatment evaluator. And this is slide it goes over uh, all the treatment options in an organized fashion. And this is what I call my money slide. It's a slide that I use uh, first time they come in at the end of my presentation and then every time they come back I'll go back to the slide and it'll help me to go over the treatment options and help help us to make an educated decision on the treatment treatment options that they're that they're going through so those are that's kind of the I think the benefit of um, of using uh, a patient presentation uh, once again uh, in that master class I'm doing uh, at the end of the at the beginning of next month uh, I'm going to go over this. Uh, but if you want to learn more, uh, you can go to um, patientpresentations.com. That's where you can get links to uh, some of these slides in my slide deck to, to kind of see how they go. But next, I want to go over how to easily design your presentations. Okay. So you can either use mine or design your own. Um, first, you have to have a display device. And this might be awkward, but in my treatment rooms, as you can see, like, as you, as you, probably can't, you can't see because you're listening. But uh, in my treatment rooms, I have computers in every treatment room where I, I can work on the medical record or I can use it as a display device. You need some type of a display device. That could, this could be a computer that you can twist around so the patient can see it. It can be a little tablet, getting a cheap um, Samsung tablet. It could be pay, paper printouts. Uh, it could be their own phone. You can send a copy to them and they can look at it on their own phone. So there's different ways of doing it. You need to have the slides. And I, I particularly like to use Google Slides because I can I can show these slides on any device and I can save it to the desktop. And, um, I have a few recommendations when you're, when you're designing your first presentation, I would start with one condition. When you begin, uh, don't try multiple conditions. Pick one. My first one was a pre-surgical discussion. Yours could be plantar fasciitis. It could be an ingrown toenail. Um, using some slides to explain, um, the initial slide should be real simple. I did black and white with a few pictures. I copied and pasted a few pictures online, put them in the slide deck, and it should only take two or three minutes. And then as you see patients respond to it, you can add different slides. As they start to get more questions, you can add add different slides in there. And then I also think it's really good to uh, give access to the presentation. This can be multiple ways. I've tried different things. I've tried to actually put my slides on my website, which got a little confusing to patients. I found it works better to record the the, the slides, record a video with the slides, and then you can give them access to that video. Put it on YouTube, uh, or on Dropbox or anywhere you want to. And then when the patients come in, you can actually uh, do the presentation again when they get home. They can rewatch it with someone they love or uh, you know the family member to help explain things. Um, if I did put together a little patient presentation tool, and this tool is what I use every single day in my private practice. It's um, something called um, uh, link, it's a link tree. And so basically it's a series of of links that has the names of the diagnoses that I do it on. And then those merge into a Google Slides that are full screen. So uh, Google Slides, when you make Google Slides, you can publish them to the web. There's a a capability of publishing to the web and you can do it full screen mode. And uh, that way you click the link in Blinktree, it pulls it up full screen. So the patients can't steal it. Um, They can't download the slides. They can look at them. And you can show them to patients and it can be used in any computer or even a cell phone or anything like that. It makes it really easy to do. Uh, If you want to see how they work for me, uh, you can go to patientpresentations.com to to just put in your email and you can get access to that slide deck that I use. Um, I want to give you some specific tips on how to share your presentations in the treatment room. Uh, It can be a challenge to get in the groove of using a presentation with your workflow. Um, here are, uh, I'm going to give you some some suggestions. So when I get in the treatment room, I will um, see the patient. I'll do the physical exam. I'll evaluate their gait. I'll look at their x-rays. And then I say, you know, Mrs. Jones, I like to use some slides to help explain your condition. Is that okay? So I get permission from the patient in my, in my computer, I pull up the full screen mode of the presentation and I start going through it. I'll say that you're talking about uh, plantar fasciitis, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll go through those slides. You can do it just as easily if you had a little booklet that's printed out with paper. You can do paper slides. You can do just the, I have one page one doctor that just likes to use just the treatment evaluator. And he'll go everything and just use that pa- treatment evaluator for the, for the last thing that he's going to show. Um, I, I've used to do them with a, um, a folder on Google Chrome. So Google Chrome, you can make a folder, put it in your, in your, um, in your bookmarks. And I called that that one patient presentations. And then all my presentations were there in alphabetical order. I used to do it that way. Uh, but now I do it on uh, I made a slide deck on um, that other thing that I talked about, uh, which was a link tree. And that's where I put it. And so I just click this thing that says patient presentations on my browser and it pulls it up and I can click the presentation that I want. If I need to edit it, I need to go back to the Google slides. But if I'm just showing it. Uh, it's pretty easy to show it there. Uh, now, the last thing which everyone kind of wants to know is how in the world can can you produce more revenue with your presentations? Let me let me give you some examples. So, I have two what I call money slides in the presentation. The first one is is a way to help patients understand the importance of imaging. So, specifically, um, imaging with ultrasound. And uh, I guess x rays too, but most of my patients, there's no kickback with x rays in Massachusetts because x rays are usually always covered. And I'll show them an example of an x ray and they'll get it. But the main issues is uh, diagnostic ultrasound. It's something that's not covered in Massachusetts uh, by some insurances. And I have no issues with patients doing an ultrasound. And because I show them a picture of an ultrasound, of let's say a plantar fascia, I'll show them what it looks like in a normal, I'll show them an abnormal, and I'll say, we're gonna do an ultrasound either today or at the next visit when you, when you come back to evaluate the thickness of the fascia. But specifically that ultrasound, when I show them the thickness of the ultrasound on the fascia, that's how I explain um, the importance of shockwave. And so that I say, if there's thickness and I compare, let's say the right side to the left side, the right side is thin, the left side is thick, and we have to do the shockwave for that um, that's what works really, really well. That's what the research shows for dealing with the uh, plantar fasciitis on the, on that side. So I, I'll use, typically say, Mrs. Jones, we did an x-ray today, but I think a better way to assess your plantar fasciitis is in a diagnostic ultrasound. You can see here, the pictures, the injured side is thicker or darker. And on the next visit, we will perform an ultrasound if edu- in, if indicated. Um, and then what I do is when I have them follow up, I'll put a little note in there, possible ultrasound. They'll bring in the ultrasound. And then I will have my staff go over the price. And in our office, we charge a straight $100 for the ultrasound. And so all of my patients with with plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, plantar fibromas, soft tissue masses are getting these ultrasounds. Some insurances cover, others don't. So that's the the, the first one that makes it really easy to do more imaging. Uh, The next one is using what I call a treatment evaluator. I've tried a couple of different types of slides. Um, My first one, I called a treatment checklist, which is basically a checklist of everything that I did. It was a little busy and it was a little overwhelming for my patients. So I stopped uh, doing the checklist and I moved it to a treatment evaluator. So let me explain um, how this developed. Um, When you're dealing with treatments, I I kind of um, house them in different silos. So one silo was how to reduce pain. Another silo is to reduce tightness. Another silo is to reduce stress. And, and our treatments are guided at doing those three things. If I can, I try to narrow everything into, into categories. And those are the categories, let's say, for plantar fasciitis. For other conditions, it might be other categories. So that was the first thing is I, I put categories. So let me give you an example. Reducing tightness. You can do physical therapy. You can do foam rolling. You can do a night splint. You can do stretching. You can do a Strasbourg sock. You can do a lot of types of treatments to reduce the tightness. Then what I did is on this slide, I made an effectiveness scale. So certain treatments are most effective and other treatments are least effective. And for patients, they want to do what's most effective because what's most effective will get them better, fit faster. And I have this effectiveness uh, scale on there. And so each of each, uh, the silos has what's most effective. So in my opinion, uh, you may have your own opinion here, but for me, physical therapy is the most effective. Uh, home therapy with foam rolling, things like that is, is a little bit less effective. Uh, And night splint, uh, less effective than stretching is is least effective in terms of options, mostly because patients aren't sure how to do it and they don't get great results with that. So that's why I use this. And then when I show them this slide, I will go over, you know, we're going to try these treatments. We're going to try to treat something in every category, how to to reduce your pain, reduce your tightness and reduce the stress going through your foot. Uh, My typical wording is, Mrs. Jones, there are certain treatments That are more effective than others. Most people come to see me because they've tried treatments uh, below this yellow line. So I have a yellow line there, which are the treatments that are not that effective. So I may have in there anti inflammatories, icing, stretching, over the counter arch supports, taping the foot, topical creams, CBD creams, losing weight. They've tried all these things before they come and see me. And I say, you know, basically these aren't that effective. Not that they're bad, but they're not as effective. And I usually try to do what's most effective. And then in the most effective part, I will have shockwave. Amniotic stem cell injection, cortisone injection, physical therapy, orthotics, uh, ankle foot orthotics (AFOs), walking boots, um, and things like that. So that's where I—that's how I use the the slide. And so specifically, the first visit, I'll go over my whole presentation. Let's say it takes three or four minutes. Uh, I do a number of slides, maybe four or five, six slides, depending on the diagnosis. That's the first visit, and I go over the different um, options. And then after this. Um, I, I go over that treatment evaluator slide. Um, then, when they come back the following visit, I only use the treatment evaluator. I don't do the whole presentation again. I send them a copy of, of the video; they can watch it. And then I, um, I, 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 and then, and then when I pull it up again, I just pull up that treatment evaluator slide. And there's a couple of other things I'm going to talk about in this masterclass. One is um, how specifically you can make these videos. It's really easy. I just do Zoom. You can do Zoom and just record them. Um, I also use um, something called, it's a little thing I have in my pocket called a foot treatment checklist. And this is a um, uh, something I give them and I write down what they're going to do uh, for their treatment as their name, the diagnosis, the date, um, what imaging they're going to do, what they're going to do to repair and heal the foot, reduce inflammation, reduce tightness, learning resources, shoe options. And this is something I I give them something physically, and then I also email them the video afterwards. So I do a lot of um, reinforcement uh, for this. But when they come back the second time, I just I go over just that treatment evaluator slide. Why? Well, this is the real key. When, when our patients come back for four or five times and they're not getting better with a condition, we kind of get emotionally involved and we, we don't think very well. We kind of get stuck in the nail groove what we've been doing. The, the benefit of having the treatment evaluator slide is you can go over all those treatments Uh, that could help the patient without, um, without being more objective, being, instead of being subjective. So I can go over and I can say, well, what have we tried? We've tried this, 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 and this, well, we haven't tried these other things in terms of treatment. So I find many times what my patients, they come in and say, well, uh, they're looking at the slide and say, you know, I haven't tried an AFO. I haven't tried a cam boot. Um, I haven't, uh, tried um, a shockwave. I haven't tried an amnio injection. What is it? They'll ask me about it. And then I'll, then I'll offer those treatments. So I, I specifically like the treatment evaluator because it's more objective and it, I tend to be less emotional than if a patient comes back and, I, and I, you can't think, you're running behind. I find that it's much more effective to use that slide. So um, I find that using uh, patient presentations has really simplified my private practice. Um, I use them every single day in the office. I don't use them for every condition, um, and, and I would encourage you to try, try them out, make your own. You can try using mine. Go to Um, patientpresentations.com. Next week, I am going to do an even more in-depth study on patient presentations. It's a little report that I put together that's going to really go in-depth. If you need help uh, making your own, certainly you can get the Practice Mastery Academy in there, you can have actual actual all the PowerPoints that I use. They are in there. Uh, you can just do that within the coaching seg- section on Podiatra Practice Mastery. It's called uh, Practice Mastery Academy. If you need actual help, just reach out to me. Send me an email. I can I can certainly help you. There are some ways uh, of doing that to get used to using them in your office. Okay. Once again, join the master class we're having. There's going to be, I'm trying to do one per month. Uh, to learn about that, you can just go to podiatrapracticemastery.com, click coaching, and there's an option for uh, a master class that we're going to be doing. I'd um, love to know what your thoughts are. Uh, please like this video, uh, this video or this audio if you're listening to it. And until next time, thanks.